Welcome to It's All BS, a podcast about success and mindset. I'm on a mission to help you get unhooked from what's keeping you from having the life you want. I'm your host, Master Certified Success Coach, Belinda Smith, founder of unhookedlife.com. Ready? Let's go. Beautifuls, beautifuls. Wait, I don't think a microphone placed right. Mm, it'll be what it'll be. Hi. Welcome to episode 16 of season two. This is a very exciting day for me because I still have perfect attendance every time a podcast is being recorded. Mine is being recorded. I've been present. So I always like to celebrate my attendance record. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Let me just tell you, I am like doing this at the last minute. My um, beautiful humans who get everything in gear for me. They have full control on whether this comes out because I'm so far past uh, what we agreed upon as the deadline, but I, for the love of me, could not figure out what I wanted to talk about today at all. Um, It's been a crazy week. A friend had a procedure, spent a day in the hospital with them, uh, and then my after effects of COVID have been stunning. I mean, listen, I am vaxxed all up. I am, you know, I think, I do think that probably, I think betting that we've all had it by now, um, I've had it and I had no effects. And this time it's just been weird. So I think I mentioned it last time when it was like super, like in the middle of it, I started getting really dizzy and that's, I was like too sick. The dizziness came back. I know you don't really care to hear this. So like, what what do we do? Like when we're in, um, when, when we're in the senior citizens home, when we're older, we're supposed to be experts on the weather. I'm already practicing that. And we have to talk about our ailments all the time. So I'm not going to lie. I feel like I'm getting there. <laughs> oh, wow. So anyway, all the stuff that I wanted to talk about actually have kind of shown up in different ways over the last couple days. And so I, when, when they show up and I can pay attention to them, I just want to make sure I had three things that I could talk to you about then I'm like, all right, now it's time. And I'll tell you what, normally I can just hop on here, talk to y'all like like you're my friends, which, you know, you are basically, you're in my orbit. Talk to y'all like I would talk to you if we were sitting across the table. I don't really have to think about it too much. You know, just kind of pull something, pull a lesson, pull something from a client, whatever. But today, once you didn't know that this is like a really thoughtful podcast, because <laughs> I've been obsessed with what I was going to say for three days. Here's the fun part. All right. So these things, these three things came up for me and I was thinking about my childhood. Um, cause you know, since mom was gone, um, Christmas is, look, I'm not even going to put it nicely for, for me. Like if, if I never had to deal with that again, I would be so fine. It was just horrid and awful this year. So cheers to all of you who had a great holiday and, um, all of you who didn't, I want you to know you, you are feel seen and heard. So looking back, there's a couple things that I did when I was little. And these things, like, it's so interesting how they've come back uh, around sort of in the last couple of weeks. Not just me, but anyway. All right. So one of the first things that I remember doing, and I still, to this day, I'm not 100% sure that I was wrong. I mean, I can see both sides of it. But I, um, (laughs) there was a little girl that I got mad at. Like, I think I was in the third or the fourth grade. And I don't even remember why I got mad at her, but I was just mad at her. You know, clearly it was like the end of the world, some sort of argument. 
And I, I don't even recall what my plan was to get back at her. But of course, you know, there's no like fight or, or word unanswered when you're in my third grade. So I was telling my mom about it. I remember being at school and mom was like, but you know, we can't do that. What does the Bible say? The Bible says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I was immediately game on. I was like, yeah, she is doing unto me what she wants me to do to her. <laughs> I don't know, y'all. That is not, my thinking was not 100% wrong. I get it that I could act one way, but sometimes you give somebody else responsibility for their actions, then maybe they're doing it to you so you can treat it back. <laughs> I'm going to come back around to it though. Okay. Um, the next thing that I did was just like an awesome story. I was, I don't even know. I lived, <clears throat> excuse me, in an imaginary world, clearly clear. Maybe, maybe I still do. Uh, I was just, I mean, I think, I think we moved to West Virginia when I was four. So I had to be three or four and, um, was actually, went on the same street to saw the house that my parents brought me home to and brought Aaron home to my brother, Aaron in, um, Morris, Illinois. So when my aunt died, we went out there and dad drove us down the street and the house that, you know what, when you're like three, everything is huge to you. You know, I don't even remember what the inside of houses look like. I remember the outside of the one my brother came home to, but I don't remember the one that, that I came home to. But I remember the house and it was much, much, much smaller than, you know, what I remember as a kid. But so one day I went, I was out, of course, this is a different time in the world when you could let your kids out to play. And I had somehow gone over to the neighbor's flower bed. Now this is one of those brick flower beds that actually runs the length of the entire driveway. So I'm mean, listen, remember tiny houses, my parents didn't have a lot of money. So the, but this brick house, there's this entire flower bed. And at the end of the driveway, there was a sliding glass door on like on the second floor, you know, two, two story house, there's the driveway, then the second floor um, sliding door. So I went and bought, <laughs> I went and picked like all kinds of this woman's flowers. I picked the flowers. I remember that I thought they were really pretty and I picked all the flowers and I brought them home to my mom because I wanted her to have flowers. And my mom, <laughs> you're like, what do you do? You have this little three-year-old child who's wearing a brace up to her knee. <clears throat> she brings you flowers. She's like chubby. And, and listen, I was a cute little chubby kid. I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> and um, gave my mom the flowers. And so I remember her um, asking me where I got them. And I told her, uh, <laughs> I told her I'd pick the flowers from the lady. And um, mom was like, you know, basically, you can't go picking people's flowers. This is not okay. You have to go back over there and apologize to her because you picked her flowers. So again, remember, this, we're in the 70s here. So <laughs> I walk back over and this, this I remember so vividly. Like I remember the, the flower bed because or the, the way it runs because we were out there. Um, I was like, yeah, that's totally the house. But, the, but looking at the garage door and the sliding door, I remember that to a T. So I was a little kid and I went back over and I looked up there and I was like, I remember like, 
I'm too afraid of her. So like now it's like, nope. Mm -mm. So I went back home and my mom was like, what did she say? And I said, she told me that it was okay, but that I sh should never do it again. And my mom thought it was okay. I mean, y'all, of course, that's what she was going to say. So I just, <laughs> just skipped the conversation. <laughs> um, and so mom was having coffee with her a few weeks later and or whenever. And mom said, I told her, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Belinda picked your flowers. And that woman said, oh, my gosh, was it her? I wondered who did it. <laughs> so I got outed. I totally got outed. But come on, for a three-year-old to bust that out? Like, yeah, I was living up to my initials of BS, weren't I? That was like all BS, like in all the levels right there. And then the third thing that, and remember, all this is going to be tied in, but the third thing I did, and this is still when we lived in Illinois, you know, little kids, you're learning how to go to the bathroom. You're not quite potty trained, but a little bit. Um, I wasn't wearing a diaper that I recall, but I know I peed my pants when I was outside. And <laughs> my mom, of course, you know, I thought I was in trouble, of course. And mom was like, oh my gosh, what happened? You peed your pants. And so I told my mom, and of course I don't remember this, um, but I told my mom that a dog had peed on me. <laughs> and I mean, mom's like, well, it's like the way it looked like it was uh, your pants were a little wet, not all. She's like, so it's like, well, that could be possible. So, I mean, in my defense, mom totally believed me. Okay. In my defense, she believed me. And that one I would have gotten away with, except, um, I grew up, I, I grew up in the state of West Virginia. I was just born in Joliet, Illinois. And, my grandparents were uh, were in West Virginia, and so we we went back to West Virginia to visit. And I tried to make it to the bathroom, and I couldn't, so I peed my pants. And I walked out of the bathroom, and I peed my pants. And Mom was like, "Belinda, you know, I was getting in trouble." And Mom said, "I just looked up at her, and I was like, Mom, the dog jumped in the window and peed on me again." And that's like, Mom's like, "That's when I knew I'd been had." <laughs> so I have been living up to my initials since um, since I could remember and formulate stories. Maybe this is why I write songs too, you know? How could you like, how could you like tamp down this amazing imagination? But <laughs> all right. So the things that have been happening this week that have also, that kind of ties it all in for me. Uh, someone I know, um, when we go back into do unto others as, as you would have them do unto you. One one thing that I, you can ask, <clears throat> ask my mentees, I'm very adamant about is that we are the people in the world that we want to see more of. And we treat our community the way we want our community members to treat us. So I really do believe in that. No matter what, let's be that. Let's show people if, if we all act this way, then we're all going to have the community that we desire, Right. So someone I know um, just got a whole big ton of the do unto others as you would have them do unto you back. Uh, not the flip side, not my version of it. You know, this was like the real life version of it. And she has basically, you know, skated along. She's treated people a certain way. She's, she's, you know, it's just been unfair and sad. And also, you know, she's been living in a really big not self-aware, self-unaware 
bubble. And I'm not even sure that that will change with this, with this particular situation, but when it hit the fan, it hit the fan. And so as much as um, I try to do into others what they want, what, what I would have them do into me and listen, I struggle, but gosh, I hope, I hope for kindness. Ugh, I hope so much. I, I'm kind. Um, this person has a lot of like transactional things involved in it. Uh, so a tr- transactional relationships, I, w- I guess that's how I would say. And she has treated some people, not just one person, a lot of people in um, one way. And then all of a sudden in the past, especially the, the past, you know, year, then all of a sudden, you know what? The people who did not want to be pouring into that particular community decided not to. Decided not to do that anymore. Like, I want to I want to be part of the community where people, where, where we're all trying our best and there's like a mutual exchange, a mutual love, a mutual trying, a mutual energetic exchange. And so as people have started to leave this person's orbit, the person has absolutely no no idea. She doesn't she doesn't have a framework for for it to be. There's there's no possible box in her brain that people would not want to be around her anymore. And they're taking their money and they're spending it somewhere else. You know, when you're an artist, that's a really big deal. You know, when when people find out that you're kind of a jerk behind the scenes and they start putting their money elsewhere, you it's not a good thing. But when you when you take absolutely no accountability for what you've done in your behavior, then this isn't, it's, it's a circle that's not going to stop. Always, always, always try to be the person that you really want to see in your community that you want. I'm going to be this. Nobody else may be acting that way. You may be the only one, but be that person, be the person do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Now, in moving to picking the lady's flowers, here's the deal. My, <laughs> as it turns out, the lady wasn't that mad. She actually wasn't mad. My mom said that it was more hilarious to them that I had picked the flowers out of kindness. And then I just totally made up a lie because I was too afraid to, to go to her that sliding door and apologize. And for me, even when I was like, you know, that little three, yeah, because we moved to West Virginia when I was four, um, I was assuming that she was going to be thinking something and therefore I acted accordingly. I thought she was going to be mad at me. I thought she was going to yell at me. And so in order to protect my little brain, I just decided what she probably would say. And I went back and went with it and thought life would go on. That ends up, you know, that's a fun little antidote from when I was a kid, but I can tell you like, and and y'all know I'm very transparent about having to take uh, medication for anxiety slash depression. I guess it does both. I don't know. I take, it's not a lot. What's even matter if it's a lot? Let's just say I take all of it um, because I don't care. Absolutely no no medical shame when it comes to mental health, but over the last few days, my medicine, or maybe the last week or so, all of my medicine, my medicine is just all screwed up. You know, like you, you, you feel like you're at, like the medical world has you 
because you have to lean on them for when you run out of prescriptions or when there's a shortage or all of that. And so some of that was coming up and I had to go without my medication. And man, by the third day, I was like, y'all, everybody needs to just stay out of my way because I think I'm breathing fire. I've become a fire breathing dragon. But then based on that, I also started assuming someone was having these thoughts about me. I was like, they're thinking this and they're doing this and I know they're doing it. They're doing it on purpose and, and it's all about me and blah, blah, blah. And, and like, luckily I am a master certified coach. So luckily I knew not to take action. I knew that whatever I did, I cannot control what someone else is thinking. I may be able to guess what they're thinking, but I'm, you know, that's a crapshoot too. So even though coming back to the the flowers, even though I thought that lady was, would probably have said that. And so, but that ended up, I I ended up lying to my mom about it. And the truth is if I just would have gone through with it, it would have been fine with this. I ended up not saying anything. My meds, my meds got back together. Everything goes on. The person doesn't have any idea that I thought there was a thing and I can look back and go, wow, you just never need to talk when your medication is that screwed up. That's actually never happened to me before. So, um, don't assume, you know, what anyone is thinking and take actions from that. Okay. That's the whole thing right there. And then finally, um, (laughs) okay. Why on earth my mom actually believed that a dog peed on me is like, she's, she was embarrassed about that forever. Um, but come on, if I, if I pulled it off, I could convince her. It was a really well-told story. When I say story, I mean lie. Um, but it was the best story. I'm kind of, kind of proud that I pulled that one off. Um, but just remember, even the best told stories fall apart. And I mean that in both ways. You may tell yourself a story and you may like, let's go back to the person that I mentioned in the first example, who frankly has not been truthful with herself or with other people. It's just sort of all, it's all coming down, you know, all coming down in her head. I mean, and I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm sorry for her that she has to go through this, but she's, she's written a lot of stories and she's acting from that place. So now that was a story for herself, you know, for me, when I was outside of, of my, you know, being regulated, I mean, my, it was a fire breathing dragon, which is sometimes it's a little fun. Cause I do think I'm, I think I'm a nice person. Um, that story I had told, had I taken action, then it would have that entire friendship, everything would have fallen apart and would have been such a waste, you know? And then when you are telling stories to yourself or to someone else, whether it's to protect yourself, protect somebody else, make yourself something that you're not make someone else something that they're not. Just remember that the truth is going to bubble to the top. You're not going to be able to keep that down forever. It is going to come up. I know. I know. Hate that. Don't we? Totally stinks. So yeah, those are the three things. Those are my three of my favorite childhood stories and three, there are three very, three very specific, um, situations going on that, that kind of remind me of my thought process in both of those. And so I'm here to tell you once again, 
I'll make the mistake for you. And if I've made the mistake, then there's no reason you should do it too. Cause I got your back. Right. All right. Hey, happiest day. I hope you're well. And if you take medicine, I hope you never get it screwed up. And I would like to hear from you. If you enjoyed the podcast, uh, please drop me a five-star review. Obviously I'm going to ask for five stars. Why would I say, Oh, less just drop me a five-star review and yeah, holler, hit me up on the, the DMS and in Instagram or on Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. Okay. All right. Have a good day. Hey, thanks again for listening to today's podcast. I'd love it. If you invite your friends to listen in, if you could use some personalized support around this area of your life, I have a limited number of openings. So let's talk and see if we're a fit. The link to book a chat is in the show notes. Also, please go to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. Every star counts. See you next time.